0: Morning, church! Um, Happy Sunday. We are uh, uh, filming this evening again uh, in the back room at the church where uh, we tore out all the carpet in the auditorium. And so it's a little echoey in there. So we we moved back into uh, this back office. I'm here with Joel Paris from Doxa Church. Mm And uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the next section of the Gospel of Matthew that we've been going through on Sunday mornings. But first, um, Joel, I'd love it if you would share a little bit about your church and what they've been up to. And you, what did you guys launch? February? We
1: launched, uh, I think it was February 9th. Um, so we so got a about... really good timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't know what was coming. Um, I'm glad we launched, though. Uh, we got about five Sundays in um, in our home. We knocked out a wall to make room for people and, uh, five Sundays in. And then we said, yeah, time to not meet in person. So, um, yeah, it's felt like we got going, we had some momentum and, and then, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of zoom calls and recording stuff. And so we're just trying to navigate the season, but we're excited that, um, hopefully, you know, we're coming at the back end of this unless things uh, arise again. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a journey and a process for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm.
0: You I, get that? I totally do. I, it's, <laughs> I, I'm hoping that uh, everything continue, like you said continues to go well with the reopening of the state, and we we find some some normalcy going forward. But yeah, um, excited for you guys. Been praying for you guys in your church, and um, looking forward to seeing what what God's going to continue to do through that body. It's exciting.
1: Yeah, we're we're excited. I mean, there's lots of churches in in Lane and you guys just planted. We're excited about what's happening uh, with Revelation. Uh, we're excited about people who who don't know Jesus entering in, or people who've left the church um, or disregarded the church, or see the church as irrelevant to say mm-hmm. no. There's there's a place to talk about pain. There's a there's a place to talk about brokenness and. Uh, um, Really, maybe, maybe even the more mature you are as a believer, the more brokenness you recognize you have mm-hmm. and the more you need Jesus. Yeah. So I think there's plenty of room to uh, to preach the gospel in, in Coeur d'Alene. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, thank you for sitting down with me. Um, we are in Matthew chapter 17 this morning. Uh, we're going to take a look at the first eight verses. So I will read it and then we can pray and, and just kind of uh, chat for a little bit. Uh, So um, Matthew writes in chapter 17, he says, After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and his brother John and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured in front of them and his face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as the light. Suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. I will set up three shelters here, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down and were terrified. Jesus came up, touched them and said, Get up. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus alone." Hmm. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for the privilege we have uh, to just just carry this collection of documents around with us in our phones, on our bookshelves, beside our beds, multiple copies, whenever we want. Uh, Search tools on the internet, God. We are so blessed and well-resourced in this age, and I just pray that we wouldn't take that for granted, that we would be people who value uh, the word of God that you have given to us that we would value um, the way you have chosen to speak to us through your word and ultimately through your son. Uh, I just pray that as um, as the days are evil like Paul says um, that we would we would not be distracted, we would not be deceived, we would not be complacent but that we would be, um, just dedicated to walking in the love and the grace that you give us through Jesus and and being um, just focused on what it means to follow him wherever he goes. Um, we just thank you again for um, Matthew's uh, decision and your leading, your inspiration to write down his travel log with Jesus. Uh, and I just pray that as uh, Joel and I kind of talk over this very interesting story that um, you would be glorified and and we would be blessed in jesus name amen mm. amen well cool um, so the last couple chapters or the last chapter i guess in matthew um, we've been taken 16 in a couple different chunks and um, jesus took uh, his disciples to a place called caesarea philippi which is in Gentile territory, north of Israel. And he kind of puts before them this question of who who do people say that I am? And, and, um, um, Peter speaks up and when he says, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And, and that's the right answer. Peter gets bonus points for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's clear that he doesn't really know what that means Mm -hmm. because like three verses later, Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, because he doesn't have it figured out. Uh, And then Jesus goes into this uh, explanation of, of of following him and denying yourself and taking up your cross and, and, and losing your life for his sake. And, um, and how what it means to follow the Messiah is a very different experience than maybe the disciples had in their heads. Mm-hmm. And then it's immediately followed by this story that we call the transfiguration. Um, and I feel like it's kind of the the big idea here is to, to give, especially these three that go up the mountain, Peter, James, and John, something a little more to hold on to um, because they believe that Jesus is the Messiah, but the Messiah is a very different thing than they thought it was. Mm-hmm. And and so now that I have to imagine they're like, okay, what does this mean? What, are we sure what's going mm-hmm. on? And and they get this very um, fantastic supernatural kind of confirmation mm-hmm.
1: of that. I think, I think even even with the supernatural event, you would think that they would get it. Yeah. Um, and yet there's <laughs> failure and there's doubt and yeah. there's misunderstanding after that. Yeah. And so, even more proof that they need something (laughs) more significant. Um, but, uh, but they're still human. They still doubt. They still don't figure it out. As you said.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and I think one of, one of the things that, that I, I, I've been thinking about with this passage is, um, in, in reference to, to, um, there's this this animal called the mantis shrimp. Are you familiar with, with this? And a shrimp. Yeah, okay, shrimp, yeah. <laughs> so the mantis shrimp is a special shrimp. It's kind of become internet famous because of a cartoon called The Oatmeal, I don't if anybody mm-hmm. knows The Oatmeal. Um, but the thing about the mantis shrimp is they discovered that um, its eyes, I think, I'm gonna get this wrong because I didn't study hard enough, but I th- think we have like three different color receptors in our eyes and the mantis shrimp has like 20. And so the mantis shrimp can see like, uv and 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 infrared and just all these like (laughs) colors that we have no idea of you know and as this you know goofy little invertebrate creature that probably you know doesn't appreciate that very much but but if we had the mantis shrimp's eyes the world would look completely different okay and i feel like the story of the transfiguration is just is one of those places in scripture where God like opens up the mm-hmm. idea that the world is much bigger than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Like Peter and James and John, um, they're walking with Jesus, they're they're eating with Jesus, they're learning from Jesus, and they go up in this mountain and they see Jesus in a in a very different light, mm-hmm. um, and they experience the world um, kind of opened up to them in, in yeah. ways that they they beforehand didn't understand. So in in verse one. It, uh, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, and it's kind of well established through the Gospels that these are this is kind of his inner circle. These are you might say like his best friends, mm-hmm. um, and he's taking them up to this mountain and he's sh- sh- going to share with them this very intimate, and very powerful experience. And I, I, I think the question in my mind is why just them? You know, like surely all the disciples, mm-hmm. all twelve, have got the same. Hmm. Struggles with faith. These three give get this special insight. And it it reminds me of um, I went to a leadership conference once in Seattle where Andy Stanley was speaking. And one of the one of the points in one of his messages was um, just God's not fair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and that, that kind of stings to, 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 to think about that. Like you, you want to think that, well, God is fair and he gives everybody everything equally. Huh. But but that's just not the testimony of the Bible. Yeah. Like God just does things. And sometimes yeah. some people are blessed with certain things and others aren't. And why? Maybe we don't
1: know, you know. That, that's what my kids say a ton. <laughs> but that's not fair. Yeah. And I just agree. Yeah, it's that. not I mean, fair. Life's not you're fair. You're right. <laughs> it's not. I mean, that's not a good parenting model all the time. but Sure. To recognize yeah it's not yeah but anything. but
0: sometimes you know there are there are things that god is going to do in someone's life for a specific reason that maybe the rest of us don't get to experience mm-hmm. um and and i would hope that my heart is is to rejoice mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. rejoice that wow god did something awesome in yeah. your life and that's great and yeah. i'm happy for you and i i'm excited that that jesus has poured himself out for mm-hmm. you in that way um and, you know, sometimes maybe that's going to be me. Maybe I'm going to be the one that, that something amazing happens to. And I'm going to, you know, these guys are going to have to walk with a certain humility
1: mm-hmm.
0: of like, yeah, that, that happened to us. And how are we going to use that experience mm-hmm. for the benefit of others? Yeah. Verse 2, it says, he was transfigured in front of them. Uh, he was transformed or the, the Greek word for transfigured is the same word we get metamorphosis from, changed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His face shone like the sun. His clothes became white as the light. And I and I wonder, and I don't know that this matters too much, but I wonder if I have in my notes the question, did, did Jesus change or did the disciples' eyesight change? Because I, I, mm-hmm. I wonder, like, there, there's all these instances in Scripture, like um, Balaam and his donkey. Uh, Balaam doesn't see the angel of the Lord standing in the way until his eyes are open to mm-hmm. it. Um, Elisha and his servant. The the city is surrounded by the invading army, and and Elisha prays, "God, open my servant's mm-hmm. eyes," and he sees the flaming warriors surrounding the city. Um, Paul, in his Damascus Road experience, um, he sees Christ, but the people that are with him, like they kind of hear a sound, but they're mm-hmm. not sure what it is. Um, there's a, uh, a section of of uh, the Lord of the Rings where. Um, the the ring wraiths come and attack Frodo, and there are these. If you've seen the movie, there's there are these ma- there are these cloaked horsemen that don't mm-hmm. have faces. But when Frodo puts the ring pretty, on, pretty scary. Yeah, when Frodo puts the ring on, he sees the faces mm-hmm. of these dead kings mm-hmm. with flames, and they're all shadowy and stuff. And and I just wonder, like in in the world that we live in, that that much like you know, much like the mantis shrimp is, it's much. It's much more vibrant it's mm-hmm. much bigger than we can actually perceive mm-hmm. um you know are, are there eyes being open to you know the glory of christ yeah or is jesus just glowing all of a sudden and i and i don't
1: know <laughs> it, it, obviously there's no less uh i mean jesus is lord he is king he is full of glory so the reality has not changed right and yet somehow whether it's appearance has changed. Uh, I mean, the word is transformed, right? Yeah. Um, they're seeing that for the first time yeah. and they're marveling, uh, at that. But like, if we were like the mantis Strip and walking around Coeur d'Alene, would we, I, I bet I would be more fearful, uh, more hopeful. <laughs> Probably. Um, I, we yeah. would see some pretty, You'd see things. uh, cloaked people with, yeah. um, I think I would pray more. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I wrote down second Corinthians three eighteen we all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is from the Lord who is the spirit. Um, I think transformed there is the same, same Mm -hmm. word. And Paul is saying in our experience with Jesus, the same thing is happening to us. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe we can't see it. Maybe we don't have the same kind of eyes that they did on this mountain, but, but we're being made into a new kind of person Mm -hmm. uh, through our experience with Christ the idea of our, our glorification, the idea of our transfiguration being, being made like Jesus isn't really the focus of this passage. So we don't need to spend a whole lot more time on it, but, but I think it is a reminder. It is a Mm -hmm. glimpse of, of the kind of people we are meant to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a foreshadowing of what's, what's coming. We, We will be glorified as well. Um, Change is a, is a big part of just the theology of Scripture. I mean, it's a story from the beginning to yeah. the end. And as soon as the disciples are comfortable with Jesus, he's like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, and I'm going to leave a helper. I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit. But change is just this constant mm-hmm. in Scripture. And I think when we believe that we can't change, um, I think that's, that's the enemy really getting deep into our souls. Mm. If we think, man, I'm, I'm stuck in my life and change is not possible. Um, we're just believing a lie because God wants us to grow, to yeah. change. It's maybe one degree at a time. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't change overnight. Like Jesus in this, in this setting is glory, but, um, man, we're called to change. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good.
0: So verse three, um, a Moses and Elijah appeared and they start talking with Jesus and I feel like this this kind of ties into maybe why they're up here on this mountain. Like Jesus has revealed his, uh, has affirmed his messiahship to the disciples. They really don't know what that means. He brings them up to this mountain. And then he, I feel like he's almost just trying to build their confidence in who he is. Moses and Elijah are, are super important figures in mm-hmm. Israelite history. Um, and they're also both connected to the coming of the kingdom of mm-hmm. God. It's almost like... Th- kind of stamping approval mm-hmm. on who Jesus is, if, if they need that, like mm-hmm. if, you know, they, they know their old Testament, they know Elijah and Moses are, are figures that are important yeah. that Yahweh has used. And so they see them in conversation with mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, and, and I feel like that's just a, a grace that God is giving them to just mm-hmm. kind of help them go, okay, this is real. We can trust this
1: yeah. here. Jesus is not subservient to them but he is alongside of them. Yeah. He is the fulfillment. They are
0: affirming him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then what Jesus says, or what God the Father says, tops it's, it all. We'll yeah, get there.
0: So good. I Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh then Peter, I, I love, I love this verse. I love what Peter says here. Peter says to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. I will set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And I think like Peter is, like obviously overwhelmed by this experience as anyone would be and i i just feel like he wants he wants to live in it as much as possible <laughs> like we just need to set up some tents you know you guys we need to make you guys comfortable and i feel like there's this tendency and I've experienced in my life to have this really powerful experience with God, right. whether you know, just, you know, singing in a worship service and just feeling just overwhelmed by God's spirit or just alone in a time of prayer or out in nature and, and just feeling God in, in a special way and like not wanting to, to lose that. Yeah. And, and, and the truth is, at least in my experience, invariably, it ends at some point Mm -hmm. it, the the emotions go down, the experience ends and it's just, well, I have to go back to work tomorrow (laughs) or whatever. And, and so I I totally get this idea that Peter would be like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. I want this as, as long as I possibly can.
1: Yeah. and he says that like, it's kind of awkward. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's like, he's in awe, which he should be. And he's, it's good for us to be here. Um, But I think it's Mark that says, Peter was ter- they were terrified and he didn't know what he to say. He doesn't know what to say, yeah. Like, He's just like, uh <laughs> we gotta figure out how to what to do here. Yeah. Should I make some tents? Yeah. It's really bright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the other thing that I wonder if is happening here, and I, I think I think you get it when when the father responds hmm. uh, is that it's possible that Peter is is identifying all three of these figures as equals. Right. Like we need, you know, there are three important people mm-hmm. here and we need to honor them all in important ways mm-hmm. by making mm-hmm. these shelters for them. And I feel like that kind of makes sense. Uh, he's, there's these two authorities that he's grown up with yeah. in his sacred scriptures, hearing about Moses, the lawgiver, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the foundation of their whole uh, socio-political religious system. Uh, Elijah, this, you know, um, uh, supernatural man. Uh, who never died never died yeah was taken up in the you know in a whirlwind i mean just all of this mystery and majesty majesty surrounding him and then his new rabbi that he's known for a couple years that he's listened to yeah. teach that, that does miracles and, yeah. and so like so maybe he's on he's now up at the same yeah, he's, they're all they're par. all super awesome spiritual leaders hmm. and uh and and so like let's let's bring jesus up to the level of moses and elijah and and honor them all And, and I want, I wonder what it looks like for me to do that because I, Hmm. I, I mean, I've grown up in a culture with, with heroes, which with, you know, and I I was, um, I was talking with John last week and he was listening to somebody talk about the declaration of independence and how it's almost inspired. (laughs) And I I don't know what that means (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) almost inspired, Mm -hmm. but, but we, we talk about, you know, whoever, George Washington or, or just the Constitution sure, or, sure. or whatever, like, yeah. uh, is in our national folklore. And we, you know, um, you'll see bumper stickers that, set, that say, like, you know, liberty and you know, God and Liberty, or, or Jesus and
1: guns, or like some
0: oh, kind of crazy. I mean, like I've,
1: I've seen pictures and artwork. There's artists who do pictures of Jesus with the founding fathers. Yeah, yeah, I've seen they're those as the, well. The, they're signing the Declaration of Independence, and Jesus, Jesus. is in the room, and the, yeah. the eagle is, is there. So it's an yeah, it's and
0: sacred. there's and there is a there is a patriotism. That is okay, that sure. we should be we should be proud of our heritage mm-hmm. in, in in some respects and be glad that we live in the country that we do and the freedoms that we've sure. been granted by it but but I feel like there's a there's a tendency i think to to kind of bring Jesus to a level of other mm-hmm. um, you know and it doesn't just happen in in politics or patriotism I mean for a while there you know. Kanye West was calling himself Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and, and the, you know, and we have these pop
1: figures that we think are just yeah. amazing. And... Well, even him being excited that he's on God's side and God's going to benefit from, from him. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, pick your
0: particular uh, social group or, or cultural situation. Um, what, how does Jesus fit into that? How can mm-hmm. I make him mm-hmm. part of this? This group that i honor and respect and and that's what peter is doing i think and
1: um so many people see jesus um as a guide mm -hmm. he's the one who's going to show us the way yeah not that he is the way right but he's going to to show us the way he's Mm -hmm. a trusted um guide he he's wise he's generous he's a good teacher good Mm -hmm. moral leader he will show us the truth yeah um and that's that's insufficient.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and it's shown to be insufficient in verse 5, because in the while he was still speaking, he hasn't finished yet. <laughs> and, and the fact that Matthew wrote that in there. <laughs> I know. Right? That's great. And uh, sud- uh, let's see, suddenly a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved mm. son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Oh. And so, Yahweh, God the Father, interrupts Peter mid-brilliant idea, <laughs> and he shoots down both of the ideas. Like, no, Jesus is different. Jesus is bigger. Jesus is better. Yeah, yeah. He's my son. And then also, this experience isn't what you should be hanging on to. Listen to him. Yeah. Like, he's the source of everything that you need. Mm-hmm. The The gravity of the fact that God speaks from heaven, which happens... At Jesus Baptism mm-hmm. and here. Yeah. And and like no other time throughout this whole journey with the disciples. Yeah. And so like at this time, God is very clear to yeah. Peter and just you
1: be quiet and yeah. and you just listen to Jesus. I mean God, the Father's book ending, yeah. in the beginning of his ministry, right? His baptism, mm-hmm. this is my son, I'm well pleased. And now at the end of his ministry as well, he's about to go to his crucifixion. It's my son i'm well pleased with him and everything in between i'm well pleased with my son yeah and this is where he sets him apart doesn't he Mm -hmm. it's like he's not he's not a co-equal here no these are these are the guys that you respect and and who are you going to listen to listen to my son yeah
0: you're not gonna listen to moses you're not gonna listen to elijah you're gonna listen to my son yeah yeah i think that's that's so cool and then in verse six when the disciples heard this they fell down face down and were terrified Mm. (laughs) and mm. and and yeah i mean and you said like in the account from mark it, it says they're afraid and, and and peter doesn't know you know and yeah. and, and that makes sense i mean something crazy's happening but it's not until the father speaks that they are fall on their face right. like they're dead men yeah. terrified like they that's the yeah that's the thing that puts them over the edge right yeah
1: You'd think they would be with The Edge before. with The, other, <laughs> the bright other shining Jesus. And the bright and, lights, But yeah. then there's, there's, a, there's a cloud. Yeah. And then they're in the midst of the cloud and there's this, you know, this voice. voice. Yeah. Wow.
0: And on the surface, it doesn't seem like those are the scariest things in this scene. A cloud and a voice. Yeah, I but, mean, you got the shining Jesus and you, you have the dead Moses and the, you know, uh, in the whirlwind Elijah appearing. Yeah. You'd think that that would be scarier, but it's not. It's the voice of the father. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and i it, re, it just reminds me of like you know all of the all the stories i've heard of like or, 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 the, or, the, or the or the the people that are that that talk about god like they're, they're buddy you know you know yeah. god came and he spoke to me yeah. and we hung out and like and that's just not that's not the image you get when god no. appears in scripture or speaks in scripture it's it's a terrifying experience
1: yeah i mean it's i just heard someone recently talking about like the midwest storms and you have these thick clouds that roll in and, and you have the thunder and the lightning and you're, you're afraid, but you're also in awe mm-hmm. and you're glad you're inside a house, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, if you've ever been on a mountain with a thunderstorm and the yeah. clouds come in and you lose visibility and it's, the thickness envelops you, um, that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's probably what's going on here. And then there's a voice. Yeah. So yeah, the right response is to be terrified. That's, yeah. Uh, that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, and then the,
0: the one who speaks into their fear in verse seven is Jesus. Jesus mm. came up and touched them and said, get up, don't be afraid. What Jesus does is he, he intercedes, like he, he, almost, he almost stands in between them mm-hmm. and the Father. And it's, it's his affirmation that allows them to get up. And I think that's important to remember, like we are privileged to be able to call God our Father Because of Christ, Mm -hmm. like he is terrifying God of the universe Mm -hmm. who holds us accountable for our uh, wickedness, our sin, the brokenness that we bring into the world. And yet all of that changes when Jesus uh, mediates that relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Like we, we are allowed to call him Father, Abba, Daddy, Papa, whatever, yeah. however you translate that. And our relationship with Jesus gives us permission to not be afraid yeah. and to stand. Oh. Um, the, the author of, of Hebrews says, let us go boldly before the throne of grace, right? Like yeah. where, uh, where we can find help in our time of need. And And that's a privilege that we have, mm-hmm. not because of who we are, but because of who Jesus is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I, I think that's just really beautifully illustrated here in this verse.
1: Yeah, Jesus, um you know, the Holy Spirit is called our advocate in Scripture. Mm-hmm. But but we also have Jesus who's our advocate. And in that courtroom case, it's Jesus who goes before the Father with a really good case. Yeah. He's not trying to kind of buddy-buddy. Hey, you know, I know Zach, you know him. Let's give him another chance. Um, no, it's he goes in and says, um, I've covered the cost. Um, the payment's been made. Mm-hmm. And Zach's a free man to go because I've taken that on. And the yeah. father, he agrees. Yeah. And so. Um,
0: and, it's, and it's not just in, in the judicial sense of you're free to go, it's you're adopted into the family. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you're not just, you're, your record of wrong is not just expunged. Mm-hmm. This new record of right is mm-hmm. given to you, and yeah. we become children of God yeah. in this just beautiful.
1: Yeah, you're given uh, a righteousness that is yeah. not your own, that's right. gifted to you completely yeah. uh, because of grace.
0: Yeah. Know? And so Jesus is, is the, the centerpiece of all this. He, he comes up, he touches them. He says, get up, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in verse eight, when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus alone. Mm-hmm. Everything returns to normal. And, uh, and this, is, this is the way. Jesus remains for the rest mm. of his ministry, right? And, and prior to his ministry, like there's no until his resurrection mm. where he has this new body. Um, what, what I think is really interesting about this is that why didn't Jesus just walk around all the time glowing? Think of all of the people that would have been attracted to that, that would have believed him. You know, wouldn't it have been much better mm-hmm. to, to run his Messiah ministry that mm-hmm. way? Mm-hmm. But what happens is the that va- other than this this instance and then and then a few things after his resurrection, the majority of his ministry is spent just just as a human mm-hmm. man. You know, mm-hmm. this this transfiguration is is just this one-off yeah. event. He's generally lowly and humble and yeah. very
1: human. And what's the opposite of Philippians two, right? Where Jesus right. leaves the glory. <laughs> Yeah. of heaven the reality and he, he takes on uh humanity and in, in the form of a servant yeah and this scene is is sort of the opposite of that where he he puts on his glory yeah. and the disciples see him for who he really is just for a second just for a moment yeah and then and
0: then it, it's gone to walk away from that and go like well what i should understand about jesus is what i saw on the mountain is a little short-sighted because the bulk of what I'm supposed to understand about Jesus comes from all the rest mm-hmm. of his experience. And like uh, Hebrews talks a lot about these kind of things. And uh, Hebrews 1.3 says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful mm. word. So that makes sense in light of the transfiguration. But then in like chapter two, the author of Hebrews says, but we do see Jesus made lower than the angels for a short time so that by God's grace, he might taste death for everyone crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. Mm-hmm. There's this thread throughout scripture that, that the glory of Christ, the, the cause of his magnification is connected more to the cross than it is to
1: the transfiguration.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, even in Philippians t- two, it's that sense of because he's humbled himself, the Lord is going to exalt. Right. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Because really. the, because the big transcendent God came low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, he's no great. He he's he's not more loving because of that. It it the act of the gospel, him coming, reveals that. To us, mm-hmm. it shows us who God is yeah. in His nature.
0: Yeah, it just—it's just really interesting to me how we—we we get this picture of, you know, supernatural glory of the veil being lifted of mm-hmm. of this this amazing event and these three guys witness it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a point to it. There's a reason that they were supposed to see it. Um. But then it's over. Yeah, you know, and then and Jesus continues on. I mean, yeah. we're, we're in 17 of 28 chapters, yeah. you know, and he's got a lot more teaching to do. Well, he, things
1: are going to become really difficult. He's yeah. going to
0: come off the mountain. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's going to start to ramp up and he's going to get into more conflict with the religious leaders. Yeah. And it's going to culminate in a week in Jerusalem and his mm-hmm. crucifixion. And yet all of that is constantly brought up in the New Testament as look at the glory of God mm-hmm. and how it's demonstrated in his love and his humility and his sacrifice mm-hmm. and his lowliness. Mm-hmm. Be like Jesus yeah. like this. Yeah. Don't be like, you know, there's ne- there's never really a call to be like Jesus on the mountain. I mean, there's there's glimpses of like, this is our future. This is what yeah. our glorification looks like. But the call to discipleship is, is a call to that humility that he walks.
1: That's, that's tough for me because I want to be strong Mm. and I want to overpower. And that's, that seems like the natural way to go. Um, and recently my wife reminded me, um, that's not the way to bring about change in others. It's actually, uh, when we're graceful to others, that's actually (laughs) wooing them to Christ. Uh, so yeah, I think, man, that's a work in progress for for all of us to say, okay, I'm called to be like Christ. I'm called to, to be weak. It's
0: so counterintuitive. Cause again, like if Jesus came off the mountain glowing in the dark and stayed, you know, on fire for the rest of this book, Mm -hmm. it'd make total sense. Like, you know, he was just leading up to this moment where he like, you know, called down the power from heaven, like some weird Japanese anime cartoon or something. And then now he's in like battle mode and it's going to, it's 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 on for rome you know yeah but that's that wasn't it you know it was and now we come off of that and now we're everything's back to the way it was and and we're walking around in our sandals and we don't know where we're gonna sleep tonight and you know it's like
1: i mean it's this he's the high king of heaven and he's the suffering servant yeah i mean he he is the king he is he is the lion and he's and he's the the lamb yeah that's it just says I'm, I'm going to my slaughter yeah
0: and i am going to be enthroned in glory
1: through mm-hmm. the cross yeah and so here's the father who says listen to him yeah
0: and which is which isn't just which isn't just like you know listen to him it's yeah listen to him and do what he says and be like him and follow him and pattern your life after him and that's where it that's where it gets hard because and i I feel like i feel like i talk about this all the time but but we want we want a jesus who does hard things on our behalf so that we never experience hardship Hmm. But I think the reality is for us to actually grow to be like Jesus, the path is through hardship.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's,
0: that's no fun.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you put those two together. It's like when we do listen to Jesus and we listen by reading God's word, Mm -hmm. his word to us, we pray, we hear from him. Um, Man, that creates hardship in our lives, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. Um, When we say, yes, I'm going to follow Jesus, it, it doesn't mean... Life is getting smoother or better in every way. We have a security, but it may mean uh, loss of job because we're un- unable to or unwilling to lie mm-hmm. given a certain situation. Yeah. So, in many ways, it is account the cost of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. I mean, that yeah. was true for Peter, yeah. uh, for the early disciples. Yeah, mm. yeah. Hmm.
0: So, as we as we wrap up, I want to read Second Peter. Uh, Chapter one, because Peter writes about this experience in his second letter. Uh, And it's I think it's really interesting what he says In, in verse 16. He says, for we did not follow cleverly contrived myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Instead, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice when it came from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. We also have the prophetic words strongly confirmed, and you will do well to pay attention to it as a lamp shining in a dark place Mm. until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Mm. What I love about this is Peter brings this moment up. Like, we saw this crazy thing, and it was amazing. But you have the scriptures. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like and and you should pay attention to them you know and and at this point I second Peter is late in his life we don't I mean obviously Paul's letters at this point are circulating maybe Matthew's been written by this point we don't quite know for sure but there's there's definitely the Old Testament and and some of what we would consider the New Testament already being written and Peter's like you know it's it's okay you guys you don't you don't need this amazing. Uh, vision that we had. You have God's mm-hmm. word. And just like the father says, no, you can't stay up here and listen to him. Like Peter's saying the same thing later in his life is like, yeah, I saw that, but, mm-hmm. but, but cling to the prophetic word and, yeah. and, and, and listen to it. Yeah. I want a supernatural experience every day. You know, I, I, I want God to show up in my bedroom and fire and give me some fresh wisdom Amen. And, and unfortunately, like, that's not what happens in my, you know, what, what happens is I have this book that he is inspired and I get, I get to choose whether or not I am going to engage with it. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and the power of the Holy Spirit is part of that. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Holy Spirit living inside of us is part of that. And he is speaking mm-hmm. uh, through his word, through his church. There is a kind of person, and I have this tendency, who, who maybe has experienced some really powerful, ecstatic, supernatural stuff and wants more of it. And, and just like, you know, getting quiet with the Lord and, and, and reading your Bible just doesn't, just doesn't feel like it's going to do it for you anymore. And I think Peter would say like, well, it it's actually better,
1: mm. you know, <laughs> mm.
0: because that that thing on the mountain, it was awesome, but it ended. Yeah. But we have we have something that's that's better.
1: Yeah. Zach, I think I'm, I'm like you, too. I mean, in, in the story of Doxa, we're, we're looking for a place to gather. Mm-hmm. And I've been praying kind of throughout the day, Lord, open doors and change minds and change hearts. And y- you reveal this. So I'm, I'm waiting for a big you know, lightning, mountaintop experience with this. Um, and God can certainly do that. Absolutely. Uh, there's nothing that God cannot do. There's nothing impossible for God. So I, I believe that. Um, and yet our faith isn't grounded on those miracle moments mm-hmm. um, because because we have God uh, and his word th- yeah. through the thick and thin of life. Um, we, yeah. we have what is true.
0: So to bring it back to the, the disciples, they surely got so much more spiritually and as as as, as in their journey towards christ likeness in the day in and day out mm-hmm. just walking with jesus mm-hmm. and we have you know in matthew's account we have 28 chapters um still just highlights of three years with jesus mm-hmm. and and i and i'm I'm sure some days nothing nothing happened, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> just, they got up, they had some food, they hung out, Jesus said some things they didn't understand, you know, and like, and they, I have to believe they went to bed that night going like, well, I, I guess, you know, yeah. and then to compare that with, we went on this mountain and Jesus is glowing, oh. and, you know, but compared to just day by day with Jesus, so much more value than mm. this experience on the mountain mm-hmm. and I I, I know of that in my own life that as I look back just day by day with Jesus little by little
1: mm.
0: he's he's shaping and molding and mm. making me more into his image and in those times where I feel some amazing thing happen I'm grateful for that mm-hmm. but Those aren't the things that are, you know, helping me speak more kindly to my children or uh, think more graciously about how I interact with my community or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's the it's diving into the word. It's having Mm -hmm. a um, a regular prayer life. It's it's, you know, engaging in fellowship with other believers. It's it's those little things that seem just boring and normal. But those are the things that God is using to make me.
1: Yeah, more like him. Yeah, I think there's things that we pursue. You know, we think about this building. Like you, you need to strip the glue off the floor, and mm-hmm. you've got to do some work. And maybe our lives at times can be like this home remodel, where you know we're we're a wreck. You know, we're <laughs> honest with ourselves, and yeah. and banisters need to be taken out, paint needs to be stripped off the. wall, I mean, all the works. So I think there's things to actively do, but to believe that actually God is actually the one who is changing me from the inside out. Like we are His workmanship. Mm-hmm. And so in a sense, we're this building where we're saying, God, just have your way with me. Yeah. Um, do with me what you want. And, and, then, and then he does that. And we believe that he, uh, he wants to see us being changed. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was looking at that word, you know, transformation, metamorphosis or metamorpho or whatever yeah. it is. It's the same word like in Romans 12, one and two, where it's like, be transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind. Like there's an expectation that you're not being conformed to the world, but you're actually transforming your mind to the things of God. Yeah. That, that's his will for us, for you, <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a great passage. Yeah. To look at. Yeah. Well, thank you
0: for uh, looking at it with me. Um,
1: do you want to pray? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Father, we are just grateful um, that we are invited into the family of God because of your son Jesus Uh, because he uh, went the distance he wept over Jerusalem uh, Father he he knew his mission he knew who he was uh, glorified in heaven and yet he chose to be the servant of all and so Father we are eternally grateful for that that we can rest uh, as sons and daughters of the King, uh, to know that we are um, deeply loved, uh, that you cherish us, that you delight in us. And Father, it's out of that, uh, that we can just relax and know who we are, uh, adopted as sons and daughters, that we can um, can begin to change uh, because we want to, because we desire to because we want to be more like you and be obedient to you. And so, Father, I pray that in the season ahead for for those who are part of Revelation Church, that they would desire to listen to the Son, to listen to the Word of God who is the culmination of all truth, the embodiment of truth. Father, I think of, of Pilate who had Jesus right in front of him who said, what, what is truth? Hmm. He's looking at truth. And so, Father, may we not miss. Um, the, the, the bigness of who Jesus is, the revelation uh, of who Jesus is, uh, Almighty God himself, but at the same time, humble servant of all. So Father, we give you praise, we give you glory for who you are, and we just ask that you would transform us. Help us to believe that, um, that you have the power to change us. And so mm-hmm. Father, if, those, if there are those today who are discouraged Um, who are stuck in a rut, who don't believe um, that change is possible, um, would you convict them of that? Would you give them a hope that is in you? So, Father, we just pray that you would have your way uh, with Revelation Church, with Doxid Church, um, with this community, and uh, and just with us as individuals. And so, Father, when that change does come, uh, we give you the glory and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.